All right, guys. Welcome back to Up in the Air. I am Jake. I am Nick. Nick, we're in episode 19 now. It's going to be a quick one. Episode 19. We've already almost hit 20. Took a, took a break last week. Would have been there today. Our but. episodes can almost drink a beer legally, Nick. Yes. Yeah. Almost. Almost. Give it two weeks, folks. We'll be there. Yep. And Jake and I will be really drunk for it. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, are we supposed to be sober when we do this? I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to, yeah, like Jake said, we're going to make this one a little quick. We're, we're running through a lot of stuff today, but not too much. A couple, like, major things in the news, nothing, but nothing. It's a, it's a lull in the sports the sports uh, right. universe. Right. Primarily, most of this episode is going to be revolved about the first half of the MLB season, which, came to, which came to a close yesterday, or the day before. Have you seen my baby? Huh? Have you ever seen There's Something About Mary? No. You ever seen... Okay, so you wouldn't get the reference. It's I okay. Would, I wouldn't. They might, though. Yeah. But... You see my baby? <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see Jake doing that. Yeah, it's okay. The face that he makes. Anyway... Um, yeah, so the All-Star Game is this week. It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Or today as you're listening. Today, Yes, so it'll be today as you're listening to this. Yeah. Or July 11th, 2023, if you're listening to this in the future. Ooh. Don't know why you would, but here Good you luck. are. Good um, luck. So, the Home Run Derby is tonight as we're recording mm-hmm. in about half an hour or so. Well, actually, no, later, because it's in Seattle. Oh, so shit, So it's like yeah. 10 o'clock. No one's or watching. Something. I have to work tomorrow. Yeah, so do I. And I'm busy tonight. Yeah. But Pete Alonso is going to win the home run derby again. I disagree. I think it'll be Adley Rutschman. Adley? You no. think? Did you hear? They were asking Mookie Betts about his odds to win today, and he was just like, I don't have a chance. You don't think it's going it to be Vlad? It was so funny. I think it's going to be Pete and Vlad in the final. Probably. I mean, Julio did it, put on a pretty good show last year. He did. And he's playing in and front he's of the home crowd. playing in front of the home crowd. I don't know what the bracket looks like is the only thing. Let me know. Uh, I know. I like Luis Robert. I mean, Adelis Garcia also hits nukes. It's just like a... I think Adley will actually probably be last. It's actually at 8 o'clock, by oh. the way. Okay, 8, so 8 p.m. Eastern time, 5 o'clock. They Pacific. did the right thing. Yeah, I'm sure. Suck it, West Coast. Deal with it. <laughs> West Coast. Enter bracket. Nick is looking at the bracket. Until looking at right now. Okay. First seed is Luis Robert. Got it. And then he faces Did Adley you learn? Washington. Do you know that's just Robert? It makes no sense. It's Robert? Yeah. Luis he's, Robert? Yeah. He's Hispanic. Aww. It's just Robert. Aw. I always liked Robert better. Yeah, anyway, me too. So then two seed is Pete Alonso, and he faces Julio first. That'll be awesome. That'll be a great first. And uh-huh. then third seed is Mookie Betts, and he faces he faces Vladdy at six. Vladdy only has like nine home runs this year. That's fair. Yeah. He didn't hit his first home run in, at home until like two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and then Randy Rose Reina and Adelis Garcia. That'll, uh, that'll I, be fun. I want a Randy and Luis, and I want some Pete and Flatty. So it can't be Pete and Flatty in the it semifinals. Be. It'll be in the semifinals, but not in the finals. Yeah, it won't be in the finals. So Adley Rushman versus Pete Alonso in the finals. Give, give me Randy and not Pete Alonso just because. Damn it. It's going to be Pete, but like, give me Randy and Julio. Randy and Julio would be a fun matchup. That would be really marketable for the MLB, I think. I love Randy. And that was... Uh, oh, we can actually do this. Oh, look at that. You're going to predict it? We can predict this. Oh, so do it, Nick. I think Adley's going to beat Luis. This is great podcasting. Uh, yes. Give me Randy. So, Randy or Rosarena yep. versus Adley Rushman in the semi. And then you have... Flatty, over obviously. Here, Flatty, and then I'm going to pick Pete, because I okay. think he's going to do it. Yeah, probably. Um, and then, so in the semifinals, you have Adley Rushman and Randy or Rosarena. Just do Randy and Pete. I think it's going to be Randy and Pete. Sorry, Pete. Sorry, Jays fans. And then Pete. Pete Alonzo. Wow. Oh, you can submit your picks? What do your picks get when you submit it, Nick? Oh, no. No way. Oh, that's MLB a always does this. You have to sign up you have to, to vote s- for the you All-Star have to sign team. up and do get all our this, newsletter. Do all this other stuff. Fuck just off. To vote. Let me vote. Right. Rob Manfred. Well, anyway, there's a lot of home run hitters oh. in this anyway. Just random MLB thought. Just so, you, just so everyone knows, you can Google their um, office is, and you can just call the MLB whenever you would like. Oh, that's cool. I did that in college. We talked directly to like the vice president of something. He didn't answer us, but we were on the phone with him. We talked to several secretaries, and then we just asked him what he thought about us dropping a uh, a boxing ring. And then he and didn't answer? For extra innings. He just uh, sat quietly and hung up after about 10 seconds. But we talked directly. Like You can just Google MLB offices, and their number is just there. And you can just talk to the secretary of like the vice president of rule changes. Interesting. Yeah, it's... Uh, that's one way to do it. Really bad for the MLB, really fun for random college podcasters. 
<laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. Well, so you think it's not going to be Peach? Just no, because. it probably will be, but I just I'm going for parody here. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I like. I'm that. staying on Brand Nick. Which would is you rather have the most Adley, random. or would you rather have the the the, the, I th- the home team kid? I think. Adley winning would be. I mean, think I, th- I love Julio. Julio would be cool. Just he it's just in hasn't Seattle. having the season but, he had last year. No, but like Adley winning because the catchers never won, and then also like it's really the most famous Adley I know is a seven year old girl that my son watches on YouTube. So like a little girl winning the home run derby would be fucking. That sick. would be sick. Yeah, just have like a second fence, just like ten feet yeah. in front of the mound. Yeah, and if, like a seven year old girl just yep hits it over that fence, it counts. Yeah, exactly. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I agree. Um. Who, what was I going to say? Oh, Vladdy, Vladdy Jr., his dad won the home run derby this day, like, what was it, 15 years ago? It was 07, so it's 08 maybe? Yeah, so maybe. 15, 16. 15, 16, something like that, yeah. Vladdy also owns the record for most home runs in a derby. Yes, but and he, he still lost. didn't win. Yeah, because they switched to this bracket format, not the, like, total. Not the total home runs yeah, hit, right. Yeah. Which, I like the bracket format, it's cool. It's cool. I just think you'll you'll see like if Pete Alonso wins tonight, then I think they might bring into question like the bracket, the bracket, just because you know that would be three times in a row. So four, four times in a row. Yes. Well, yeah, four times that he's in a row that he's participated. Well, three times in a row that he's won. This I thought he won three already. I'm fairly certain twenty twenty was someone else. Well, he didn't participate last year. They didn't do one in twenty twenty. COVID. How, who, I'm pretty sure he won three times. This is great podcast. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm just trying to be right. <laughs> Filibustering, Wikipedia, Wikipedia. So they didn't have it. Ah, you were right. Yeah, he didn't participate last year. Fuck. Because Juan Soto won. That was his I last, was wrong. That was his last hit as a Washington National, I'm pretty sure. Probably. He was traded. He beat Julio. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, and that was Home Run Derby Talk 101. So technically, Jake, he already has won three. You're correct, because he won it as a rookie in 2019, but then he also won it in 20... Wait, no. Yeah, yeah he, he only, only won two. two. Yeah, I thought so he won So I was three. right. I was right. Shut up. You're not right. Shut up. I like that. You don't know things. I do know things. You want a cesspitous, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, too, because that was when he won it in 2014, he was traded to the Mets... Yeah, and that. then he like broke both his ankles falling off a donkey, F- fighting a boar. Oh, that's even—it's not funnier, but like, like a boar walked up to his Florida cottage or whatever, and then he stepped in a hole and broke his ankle. Yeah, yeah, not funnier. Falling off—that's of that. just low yeah. mats. Yeah, falling. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just low mats. Uh, rest of MLB. Uh, Shohei yeah, Otani so, equals right. God. Before we go, we okay. haven't really had the chance to talk. Give me a second. Will I'm you? listening. God damn it. I, I'm go, just go. We haven't had the chance to talk about the MLB for the first half of the season, just because there yeah. isn't really much. There isn't really much to talk about until you get to these important points in the season. Like obviously, opening day is cool, and then you have the All Star voting, and then you have All Star game, and then halfway through the season is when you really start to see, you know, the trends, what it, teams are doing and whatnot. It's also been a weird year. It too. has. It has been a very weird year. There are teams that are really hot right now that are still probably I mean, not going to make the playoffs. The Rangers is. literally have five starting hitters. Yep. Because it's just, it's been a weird year. Yep. Yeah, the the Rangers, who are hoping their pitching staff would carry them through the season, is relying on their on their hitters, which, I mean, you can see that coming from a mile yeah. away. When you have Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. Jonah Heim's been good. Jonah Heim and Josh Young. Josh Young. has been a beast. Their rookie. Garcia leads the AL and RBIs. I'm pretty sure he did up until recently. He He hits a lot of bombs, too. He does not get on base very often. Nope. But But when he hits, he is productive. Right. Um, But so we're going to go through the first half, just primarily for our teams, I'd say. Some surprises also. Um, What what happened with the Yankees? Um, So... You know the definition of insanity, right, Nick? Yeah, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Yeah, if you Google that currently, you'll find the New York Yankees under Brian Cashman, mm-hmm. um, or at least the last couple of years. I mean, they, they basically, you know, he's, he has mixed some things up over the previous years, but they basically ran it back with the same team. Right. Um, they, again, have no starting pitchers that remain healthy. Uh, Domingo Herman, perfect game. That was cool. That was cool. about that? That was cool. That was cool. Um, we did talk about it, right? I think we did, yeah. but it was still, I mean... Perfect game. It's yeah, really that, cool. That part was cool. Couldn't um, happen to a worse person, though. But like, no, I mean, like, yeah, no, it's fine. 
Um, <laughs> not a high quality human being. Doesn't matter. It was a cool high quality start. Oh, fun fact, Nick. Uh, every time the Yankees have thrown a perfect game, by the way, they have four of the 24 in MLB history, so uh-huh. the sixth. Uh, every other year, there's been a perfect game thrown by a Yankees pitcher. They've won the World Series. So they're going to win it next year? No, no, this year. Oh, they're going <laughs> to... They're going to win the World Series this year. Well, I'm just saying, like, that's... If you... Don Larson threw his in the World Series, they won the World Series. Right. Uh, they won it in 99 and 98. That, that Wells team... And through there. That, that, team that was different. That Don Larson was on mm-hmm. is not this team. No, no, no. I'm, listen, I'm I am not saying they're going to win. It's just, just a fun fact. Why don't you go into what happened with the Yankees? Okay, team? so what happened with them is all their pitchers are injured. Mm-hmm. Garrett Cole is still raking. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of their other pitchers have injured. I've been injured. Rodon just made his debut this past week. And didn't he like get shelled? No, he did all right. He, I think it was like five innings, four Ks, two runs, something like that. Okay. Did they, they, he might have had three or four walks. Did but they it was, win the game? They did not. Okay. I think they lost like three nothing or something like that. Uh-huh. But he did not pitch terribly. Um, their bullpen's been really, really good, but their hitting has been fucking. Talk atrocious. about the hitting, Jake, it, because I feel like that's the biggest reason why they've they been so. Guys. I mean, it's. This was the same thing that happened to them last year, is when Aaron Judge wasn't the best hitter in baseball, which was only for, like, a six-week span. Right. They sucked ass, uh-huh. and then he backpacked them the rest of the season. And that's kind of what's had to happen. When Judge is playing, they're winning ball games. When he's not, they aren't. It's been pretty much that simple. Where are they in their, in their division? Fourth, but they're 49 and 42. They are fifth in the AL, sixth in the AL. Right. They're a half game behind. They're a game behind the Astros, but they're in fourth in their division because they're a game behind the Blue Jays because everyone in the AL East has a winning record. Nice, and all of them are better than the entire AL Central. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's it's just they're only game behind the Blue Jays. They seem to own the Blue Jays for whatever reason. I don't know why, but they can't beat the Rays. They they can't beat the Orioles. I think they just lost the series to the Cubs. What happened to the Orioles? Orioles are awesome. Yeah. That's really what it is. They're raking. They are. And then the Rays, the core. The Rays are on top. The Rays are doing division. money ball. They're plus 149, Nick. That's insane. Uh, and the, the Rangers are plus 148, and the Braves are plus 147, and no one else is close to 100. Those three have been far and above everyone else. You know what's crazy? The Reds have a one have a, are one game better than the Yankees, and they have a minus nine win differential. Huh. They have five more wins than, like, expected. Gotcha. Because apparently they have expected wins and losses. Who wouldn't know? Right. Well, I would say New York baseball is, you know, still trying to do... No, the Mets are great. The Mets are just just great. They're just Want to talk about what's happened to them, Nick? Yeah, so the Mets are also fourth in their division. But besides the Braves, um, the entire division is just inconsistent. Even Miami, who is 53 and 39 right now. That's crazy. They are relying on smart contact hitting. They aren't hitting any home runs, but um, they, they don't. They don't need to. They're also minus five because run run differential. Yes, and they're fourteen games above five hundred. Huh? Their expected Lu- win loss is forty five. Because Luis Arias is hitting like a four hundred batting average, mm-hmm. and uh, I knew that was going to happen because he had that season last year. He led the AL in batting. Don't in batting say average. you knew he was going to get to four hundred. I knew he was going to do the same for the NL. Oh, I mean, yeah, hitting 330, 340, yeah. Right, I mean, he's, but he's not a, hitting 400. No, no, he's but the I best knew, contact hitter in baseball. Yes. I agree with that. Um, the Mets, though, themselves are just boneheaded. They aren't doing what they needed to do, and Buck Showalter is not helping. Um, right now, they're 18 and a half games back from the Braves, who are probably the best team in baseball. They're so good. And then... I know you hate to hear that. No, but. I mean, it's, it's... it's This season reminds me a lot of what happened last season, but inverse. Whereas the Braves were like third or fourth in division at the All-Star game. Not saying... I'm not saying that the Mets are going to do what the Braves did last year. No, no, that's just the difference. But it's yeah. completely flip-flopped. Whereas Philly was still in third. Um, the Braves were in second. The Mets were in first last year. But this year, the Mets are in fourth. Philly is having an okay season. They're a half game back from the wild card. Um, but the Mets themselves, they just, they're so inconsistent. They're pitching, they're relying on dinosaurs. Yeah. I mean, they're Hall of Famers, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But when you pay $40 million for a 39 year old or 40 year old Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer, and they don't do as well as you're expecting them to because they're 38, 39, and 40. 
Yeah, the, when you kind of expect this to happen. Yeah, when the inevitable drop off happens. Right? Yeah. Um, Pete Alonso is an all star, which is which he should be. Um, Francisco Lindor is having an underrated season. He's, he's not, only hitting like two thirty. His batting average is low, but every other stat. He's, oh no, he's been he's been he's Lindor been, in every other way. He's yeah. been Francisco Lindor. Um, the only shining bright spot really is you could argue parts of the bullpen. Um, but also Kodai Senga is having himself a awesome season. Which, which is I good love, to see. Yeah. Which is really cool because he is going to bring Shohei to the Mets next year. Yeah. I, I mean, just to go back to the Braves, I mean, Acuna is on pace to do something that, like, no one's ever done. Yep. Uh, 40 home runs and 70 stolen bases. They're hitting a plus 147 differential, too. They so. have they have eight all-stars, I think. Yes. They have the most. They have the most in their franchise history, as well as the most out of any team. Olsen, Albies, Acuna, I think Sean Murphy made the all-star team. As he showed, he's hitting 306 with 17 home runs, which as a catcher is just fucking... It's stupid that they got him. Right. Michael Harris has come back in these last few weeks, and their their pitching staff... I mean, I mean, they. I think they have the... I would say that they have the best bullpen in baseball, and arguably the best... It's really insane what they're doing. Spencer Strider is a just a man. It's crazy what he's doing. He's, he, the he has Mets own him, luckily. Yeah. But well, he had like a really rough. His ERA is a little inflated because he had a really tough like six start span in the middle of like May and June. But other than that, he's been lights out. Yes. Yeah. But they're what the fuck is his name? Bryce Elder's. Been Bryce really Elder. Good. He was in Triple A to start this season. Yeah. And they called him up, and of course, he's just doing great. Yeah, he started 18 games. I don't mind seeing the Braves do well because it's fun to watch. They're yeah. just a fun team to watch. It's their fan base that I just can't stand. No, that's fair. I mean, I mean, they they added Rossiello Iglesias. They all their players besides Austin Riley are just so likable, and you know, it's I agree. They're a historic baseball franchise. Cool thing to say about the Braves. It's awesome to see Mike Soroka back. Yes, I would just like to throw that out there. He was awesome. He went through some really tough times. Yep. It's really cool that he's back and he's doing what he's doing. Yep. Um, fun fact: they have Derek Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, the, their bullpen is just. I, I think that I, I'd be shocked if they weren't playing in the World Series. If the Braves can figure out their closer, which that's the only weak spot on their team, pretty because much. Because too many options. Because they have so many options, they don't know what to do with. Their their closing of their bullpen is what hinders them. Um, I would argue they're in a perfect spot, because I think Minter and Iglesias are both like high-caliber closers. Right, yeah. And one's left-handed and one's right-handed. Yep. And they have Kirby Yates, Nick Anderson. It's just so frustrating, because I like watching their team, yep. and they do, they're doing everything right. But their fan base just drives me insane. And I get it. It's, it's kind of like the Celtics for Yes. Me. It's like yeah. the Celtics are awesome. They've been great. They're but just like so Celtics inflated. Insufferable. Like they're just so insufferable everywhere. Yeah. yeah. In all all comment sections on MLB, it's like, oh, post Acuna. I'm like, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. But it's like, Acuna's awesome. Yeah. yeah it is. Uh, the only other cool part is the Reds, which we talked about a little the bit. The Reds are 50 and 41 right now. Yep. Which they're only a game back from... Um, they're a game ahead of the Brewers. And they're a game ahead of the Brewers, but they're also a game back from the Dodgers of all teams. Which is crazy. Which is nuts. Um, right. And then the other thing I like is what the Diamondbacks have done. And yes. how all of their young core has come up. And Corbin Carroll is just... I, I, it, I think he's going to end up like top five in MVP, which is crazy for a 21-22 year The entire NL West, yeah. minus the, the Rockies, are hitting the ball really well. I mean, San Diego is obviously having a subpar season. Yep. Um, they should be doing more than they are. They, there's no reason they should be fourth in that division minus the the Giants. Right. Um, there's a legitimate chance that Corbin Carroll goes 30-30 as a rookie, yep. and he's hitting 289. Yep. Um, I think Christian Walker made the all-star team. He's been awesome. Goriel's been pretty good. Marte looks like what he was a few years ago. Right. Like COVID time frame. He had a rough couple down years. Yeah. Um, and all of their young outfielders, they have so many of them, but they're all kind of like coming together and playing a little bit. They have a nice. Uh, <laughs> it's just they're, they're fun to watch. We're looking and at Zach Gallen, by the way. Oh, ace! I, I could you could argue that he is the front runner for the Cy Young. Um, Best probably along the with NL, probably Strider's up there too. I would take Gallen. Well, yeah, it just depends on what you would right. prefer. Right. Um, but I, I think those are the front runners for that um, for sure. We're talking about all these stellar teams. We have to talk about Oakland real quick. Because Oakland right now at the All Star break is twenty five and sixty seven. That's it. They oh, oh god, <laughs> they have won twenty five games, lost sixty seven. 
They are 27 and a half games back from their division and 25 and a half from the wild card. I just did that math in my head. They are on a four-game losing streak. That's it. And they're in the last ten, four out of six. Um, they have scored. They have scored 329 runs and they've allowed almost 600. And their run the differential run. is minus 248. That's what I saw. That's fucking insane. That's got to be one of the worst in history, I think. It's, it's got to be pretty close. Uh, the, next, the next lowest one is, of course, the Royals, who are also 26 and 65 at a negative 155 run differential. If you guys aren't aware, baseball is all numbers, right? So Jake and I are spitting off these numbers. That I get, it's fine. It's okay. It, it's it's I, I love baseball, but when all these stats come up from, like, 1897, I don't fucking care. Oh, Jake, we need our uh, random uh, 17th century baseball player. Oh. oh, so the worst run differential of all time um, was the 1980, uh, 1899 Cleveland Spiders, who had a negative 723. They oh, allowed 1,252 no. runs oh, while no. only scoring 529. Oh, no. Um, at... All star break. Nick filibuster. I'm looking uh, at Shohei Otani. I'm gonna look at some advanced stats real quick. Um, I'm gonna go through because a notorious team, uh, the Braves, are actually they're beating their their curse. Normally, the Braves during the day are an awful team. That's how yep. they were last year. Yeah. This year they're not. They're 22 and 10 during the day. Um, they're eight and one whenever they're playing a central team or the NL Central. Excuse me. So they own that division. And then, let's see. On turf, they're 9-6. and six, So maybe that's their kryptonite. Yeah. They're on turf field. So, Which, uh, who has a turf field? Nobody. Uh, there's got to be one. Me. Tropicana? Sure. The Trop? That's got to be turf, right? I think so. Uh, so right now, the the A's have the sixth worth win. Sixth? Worst win percentage of all time, and that's at the All Star break. So who yep. knows how terrible they can be? Uh, through sixty half. games, they were at seventeen percent, which would have been the first time anyone was below twenty mm. since eighteen nineties. Mm-hmm. So, um, they're they're historically just fucking atrocious. They, shout out Brent Rooker, though. Shout out the AL Central as a whole. Just no one wants to win that division. The no. Detroit Tigers are third. They're only five and a half games back from a playoff spot. That's terrifying. The Detroit Tigers, who also threw a combined no-hitter yesterday. They did? Yes, they did. I missed that. How? Their starting pitcher... God, I'm disgraced. Um, I guess he had no idea he was throwing a no-hitter. So he tweaked his side in the second inning, but he went to like the sixth or seventh. And then he was pulled out of the game because he was feeling discomfort. Right enough. And then the fans were booing. They were like, are they booing at me? I thought they were booing at Kansas City or something. Yeah. But it turns out they were booing the manager's decision. To take him out. Understandable. But they still had the combined, which counts in my book. Yep. For sure. I agree. But uh, yeah. Um, r- let's finish up this baseball talk with just Shohei Otani, right? Because he is having the season of all time. Uh, it, it, Even more so than last year. I, yeah, I mean, last year his average dipped a little bit. I, I could, I would argue that this is the best first half we've seen from any baseball from player any ever. baseball player ever let better th- than any name you might be able to think of let me throw some things at you nick go ahead okay at right. this point in the season he his war is 6.5 which we're obviously a little past halfway but war, that means for anyone who doesn't know as yep. what you're about to say win yep. above replacement which that puts him on pace for around 13. He would have the highest single-season war for any player not named Babe Ruth. Right. So, Or, actually, if you look at those stats, the only people that have gotten over 12, I think, are Ted Williams and then Ryan Sandberg. Not Ryan Sandberg. Um, he's a Cubs player from before that. I don't know. I, I don't know. Continue. Um, war is a metric that um, baseball analytics uses to determine how valuable a player is in regards to getting wins. So... If Shohei Otani finishes the season with 13 wins above replacement, that means if he wasn't in the lineup, you could say that the Angels would probably lose 13 games. Roger Hornsby. Sorry. Roger Hornsby. But would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's essentially if you add him to a team, this is how many wins he would have added to he your team added himself to that team. season. Yep. The only people, Babe Ruth is the only player to ever have a war above 13, 14.1 in 1923. 
the only there's only been four other seasons where a player has gotten to over 12-4, and it was Roger Hornsby, Carl Yastrzemski, and then Babe Ruth two more times. Whoa. And those are both around this time in their career, 27-28. You're about to see Shohei Otani do it again, or do it for the first time, and then he's probably going to be a repeat offender of this. Yep, and then even then, the other the other ones in the top ten are Barry Bonds, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig. Right. This is, we're, we're hitting, like, uncharted territory. Right. For... The guy that also leads the AL in strikeouts per nine innings. Like, he's on pace for a ridiculous amount of... He's on pace for almost 60 home runs. So right now at the All-Star break, he has... Would it be possible for him to win Cy Young and MVP? Yeah, Justin Verlander did it. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's dumb. And I think Kershaw did it, too. You're right. You're right. Yes. Um, I mean, it would be crazier for him because he's mostly a hitter. Right. Which that would be the the fact that, that he's an everyday be, hitter would be the crazy part of yes, it. Like but he yes, ran, like a silver slugger, Cy Young, and an MVP all in one season. He has he has 63 runs scored, 71 RBIs, 32 home runs, right. 11 stolen bases. So uh-huh. not only he's on pace for <laughs> roughly 20 stolen bases. Oh my God, imagine he hits like a, like a 50, 30, 20. 120 runs. Right. Uh, he's hitting 302, so he's on pace to hit 300, <laughs> hit 60 home runs, oh have about God. 200 hits, 120 oh runs God. scored, 140, 135 RBIs, 20 stolen bases. That's so crazy. His slugging is 663. Like, his OPS is over 1,000. <laughs> oh, my God. And then he also leads the AL in strikeouts per nine innings. I have such a baseball boner right now. It, it's – I think – I think we – We've gotten to the point where like people were starting to just be like, yeah, he's great at both. Who cares? Like we're, we're talking about. It. I don't think we talk about this enough. That like people were just like, ah, it's overhyped. Whatever. I don't think we talk about how f- unreal this is. We're there never going to see anything like this. again. There was an entire like three or two or three generations of baseball fans who have been born, lived their lives, and died. And haven't seen something like Babe Ruth this. literally did this 100 years ago. Babe Ruth did and this 100 did, years ago. Anything in between? No but matter. not even this. Babe right. just happened to pitch in the beginning of his career. Right. And stopped pitching when he became actually the best hitter in baseball. Uh-huh. I mean, he was up there. But when he became like this god of a hitter and like hit his prime, he was not pitching other than like an inning here and inning there occasionally. Right. Shohei is going out and pitching six, seven innings every five days. Yep. And DHing every every day, every day, and not just like. It, and don't forget, he can also play outfield too. Like he plays right yeah, field really it's, well. It's insane what he's doing. He leads the MLB in triples, home runs, slugging percentage, OPS, OPS plus, and total bases right now. <laughs> oh my god! While hitting three hundred two. Oh my god! And I can't wait for him to be a the Met. fact that he's. I cannot he, wait for him to be a Met. He finished. Oh. Fo- oh, that was the other thing they asked him. He was like, who, "Is anyone recruiting you?" And he's like, "I can't talk. I I won't say who's recruiting me." It was kind of funny. Well, yeah, because and, I mean, they released a picture of Kadai Senga talking to him in Japanese today. Yeah. And then uh, there was a video where Kadai was like, put his glove over his mouth, yeah. but then you could see Shohei's actual face, and he was just like laughing. Yeah. Damn it, the Jets. The, if the Yankees don't have any Japanese players, come on, baby. Um, come on, could I? That would go really well for the Mets, obviously. Bring him in. Um, I don't care. Bring up the Brinks trucks. That's like that deal has to be like at least like 11, 12 years, five hundred. Yeah, we're talking about Adam shit. Yeah, yes. we're talking like half a Billy. Half a Billy. Honestly, he deserves a full Billy in my yes. opinion. <laughs> like yes. at this because point, he's what thirty. I, this is his 20, age 28 season. Oh, he's going to be 29. He'll be 29 next year. He'll have a full fucking 10 years of prime baseball. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. And the thing is that he's, oh since God. he's so good at both, he can also just, even if he's not good at pitching by the time he's 35, he, he we've seen Nelson Cruz hit. DH till he's 42. Yep. We, I, it's possible. Yep. It's possible. Yep. I mean, Babe, babe DH till he was 43. It's oh possible. My God, oh my it's God, just, oh my God, oh my God. he finished fourth in Cy Young last year and second MVP. And, and somehow not, he is like leaps and bounds better than he was last year. His EP, his OPS right now, which obviously it might fall, I don't know if it is, is almost 200 points better than it was last year. And he finished fucking second in MVP. He already has as many stolen bases. He already has, he only has two less home runs than he did last year. Mm hmm. Only twenty less. It's just it's it's fucking crazy. It's so exciting talking awesome. about him because he's just the modern day babe. He's the modern day babe. Yeah, he's he's a babe. He is a babe. Can he's, confirm. He's an attractive man. Dude. He's yeah. a very attractive man. Um, but that's enough baseball for now. 
We'll talk more about the All-Star game and the actual results of the Home Run Derby next week. Yeah. Um, we kind of got to rush through the rest of our stuff. Um, there's not too much. There's just some notable notable things in the sporting world. You know, we'll get to Wemby and Dame. We'll get to the NBA. But first, um, there's something out of Northwestern University. That Serious we face. To. And before we talk about this, this is a trigger warning to those of you who are affected by sexual assault, hazing, or harassment. Stop listening now. Look in the description. I will note when a safe time for you to pick up listening again is. But we have to talk about, this is your warning, we have to talk about Pat Fitzgerald and the Northwestern hazing incident that occurred over the past three or so years or so. Um, So pretty much what went down, it was released either yesterday or the day before that um, there was a hazing incident. Nick, this is a genuine question. Was wasn't this reported like weeks ago too? Wasn't there like inklings of this according, coming out, and then like the yes. official report was yesterday? So according to SB Nation, back in January of this year, um, an independent investigator was going to lead an investigation okay, into a hazing I'm incident within was, the football program. They didn't know what it was. They didn't know who was involved. They didn't know what it was going to be. But back in January, independent investigator. Went into the program, did some digging. That's why I was shocked when he brought this up, because I remember hearing about it months ago. What so, they found so. was very disturbing. So this is an, I'm reading from an article from SB Nation written by, uh, by Joseph Acosta. This has been updated today, because there's been new information as we record. Um, so pretty much, Pat Fitzgerald, who, spoiler alert, was the football program's head coach. Yep. Um, on July 7th, Northwestern announced that Pat Fitzgerald will be suspended for two weeks without pay as a result of the investigation into hazing. Um, so during all of this, as of right now, the football team was hosting a program, like a camp yep. for children. Yeah, this is a very common thing for college programs to do during this time of the year. Camp Kenosha, an yep. offsite in uh, Wisconsin. And then um, they had to shut that down. Because they, everyone needs to do pretty much go into hiding, not talk to anyone. This is national news now. And then the details of the hazing which are, were released yesterday. Or no, the day before, excuse me, July 8th. Um, the hazing that took place, and this is from the article. The hazing that took place centered around a phrase called running. Where according to a former player who wishes to rem- remain anonymous... A student athlete that made a mistake in practice, quote, would be restrained by a group of eight to ten upperclassmen dressed in various purge-like masks, like from the movie The Purge, who would then begin dry-humping the victim in a dark locker room. And in some cases, this was even escalated into further acts of sexual assault. Um, the player said that this was prevalent around the holidays for runs giving and runs miss would take place and a whiteboard with a list of players would be written. So like there would be a there'd be a whiteboard, I guess, in the locker room. A hit list almost. Like a hit list where if your name was on it, like you would be expecting to go through this running. Um, and if you were gonna be run like ran on, as this article would say, players would circle around you and clap above your head to signify that you were gonna be added to the list. Um and then I guess the big thing about this is that everyone knew. Every every Pat Fitzgerald head coach knew about this and even participated in this. Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly participated. Yeah, the, it, it, the article I read was on CBS, and it says that the investigators have no confirmed evidence that Fitzgerald like actually participated in it. But he would also clap over players' right. heads. He was knowledgeable that this hazing would take place right. and that he supported it. Um, but it's still determined if he actually participated or not. Um, there were other forms of hazing too, car washes. Um, I'm not sure what exactly that entails. Um, but it's just a very dark situation. Yeah. Uh, the reason I know so much about it is because the Bears are obviously in Chicago. Northwestern University is in Chicago. Yeah. Because back then, everyone thought that that was the Northwest. So yeah. let's just name Chicago Northwest, right? Yeah, it makes sense. It doesn't make sense, but it, no. it does. Um, and I guess this has been happening for a long time. Yeah, he's been there for 17 years. So 
there's a tweet by at Brady underscore Locker. He said, Justin, according to a former Northwestern player who graduated in 2007, the team engaged in the, quote, car wash hazing activity all the way back in 2007. And um, the the running hazing has been going on since at least 2009. Yeah, he's been there since 2017, so 2006. Yeah. So, yep. he, or maybe even five, but he's been there. He was there for 17 seasons. So the president of the university last night released an email concerning the results of the stories and the attention that Northwestern was getting. Um, he he is the one who assessed the two-week suspension for Pat Fitzgerald, but then it was released today that the president um, fired him over all of this, over the negative uh, connotations that are yeah, his, his befitting statement, the His the statement says that he was fired due to his failure to know about this happening, and it's happening under his watch, and he you know apparently didn't know about it. Um, on top of yeah. all of this, all of the hazing and sexual harassment and sexual assault, there were also incidents of racism within the program. Um, allegations of, quote-unquote, enabling racism onto that. Not just you know general remarks, but like actually being a part of it. Yeah. That was alleged onto Coach Fitzgerald himself. Um, just black players being forced to shave their hair... And other other um, other notable racist issues. There have been eleven confirmed cor- current or former players that have come forward about the, the hazing stuff, and so yeah. um, this he was fired as of today, July tenth, twenty twenty three. Some players are coming out in um, support of Pat Fitzgerald, which I guess I mean he was there a long time. I'm, there's bound to be players that support him. Just that's how football works, yeah. right? Built a community, built a family. Yeah, um, but it's just a very yeah. I mean, this is all modern too. It's a it was a he's the winningest coach in Northwestern history. Right. This is all modern. It's a it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. It's unfortunate. He had he had NFL interests. He had bigger job interests. He stayed loyal to Northwestern. Yep. He was considered you know the, when he was both, he was in line for the Colts job. There was there was a couple years where Northwestern was winning nine ten games, uh-huh. which was unheard of for them. And then you know it came back to earth, won four total games the last couple of years. Um, right. It's for, if you guys would like to know more about this, uh, it's truly terrible. But it, I, I guess it's 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 something to keep an eye on. It's an intriguing read, I guess. I don't want to put it, it's it, it's hard to believe. Right. And when there's things like this, that, you never want to put focus on these no, 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 sort no. of things. So correct. It, it it somewhat enables other people in their behavior. Um, but I but just, it's also something that we should talk about because and be this, aware of this impacts. This has been an impact for not just football but yeah. other other sports, hazing yep. and uh, sexual assault. Obviously, in women's sports. It, if so, all I was going to say is if you would like to know more, go read more. Read some articles. Read about more it. about it. Uh, we're far time. from experts, right? Or if you'd like us to talk about it more, then you'll have to let us know because yep. Jake and I are hardly the two people to. No, I'm far from an expert on it. There's plenty right. of articles out there. Um, um, but that's that's all for Pat Fitzgerald Northwestern for now. Um, like I said, read up on it on your own time if you'd like. Again, be careful if you're sensitive to that sort of information. But um, that's enough for um, Northwestern and Pat Fitzgerald. Besides that, um, we're going to move on now. So welcome back to all of you who, um, who skipped that portion of the episode. Um, we're going to move into some other more NBA news. Some lighter pats. Some lighter pats, if you will. Jake, go ahead. Uh, so speaking of pats, Nick, um, Britney Spears was patted in the face by Victor Wembanyama's security guard. Uh, and TMZ made it sound like she got whaled in the face. Well, that's so, what they do. Yeah. Right. So Victor, Victor Wembanyama has been in the USA for a week now, and he's already being assaulted by blonde women. Not just blonde women. Britney fucking Spears. The blonde woman. She tried to grab his ass or something, I guess? Something. She they tried were, to touch him. They were at a club together or something. She tried they, to, they were she walking tried to, in somewhere, yeah. She tried to reach up, right, reach in and like touch him and get his yeah, attention. And, and, and security guard just like, kind of patted her face away. And basically away. just like swatted her away. But She's like, not very big. Hit her right? in the face. Yeah. And but she blew it, was, it up. It was just a swat. TMZ blew it up. And then... Yeah, the headline literally read... Uh, TM, Britney uh, Spears punched in face by punched by punched Victor Wembanyama security guard. guard yeah. right. Of course, Barstool ran it up like it was some big huge thing. Which there wasn't footage at that time, so if that's what happened, it was a big deal. And then they right. released the footage, and everyone was like, "This is literally nothing. This is just like it's getting, literally just like, please don't touch my man's." Uh huh. 
Yeah. It was just like a space separator. Just back up, please. Thank you. So, of course, they were going to put the, you know, number one pick through all this media attention his first week in the USA. That's just how it, the engine works. I hate it. It's stupid. Get him acclimated to crazy white women. And so, I don't know. It's just so... <coughs> excuse me. It's so frustrating. Uh, he's also shut down for the rest of the season. He played a couple summer league games. Well, yeah. So... People were confused about this, too, and I don't understand. The so, they shut him down, obviously, because it happens all the time. But he also just finished his season. Yeah. Right? So, he finished his season, like went to the draft, later, yeah. went to the draft a week later, yep. got drafted, and then a week later, he's already playing games again. He needs to shut down and rest before the NBA season starts because he's probably going to play as many games as possible. Oh, Pop got an extension, by the way. Yeah, he did. Like, five years. That, I saw a clip from a year ago, too, that they were springing up, and they... Someone, like what drives you? Yeah, someone asked him what drives him. He was like, "Why do you have to make everything so philosophical? Right? It's just don't my get paycheck. so yeah, right. my paycheck. How about that? Don't get so like interpersonal with me. Uh-huh. I was like, I love pop. I love pop. Some you people know, are calling him overrated now, just because he hasn't won a championship in ten years. But that's still pop, fucking pop. You know, overrated. Yes, I hate that. Yeah, recency bias. It's a huge thing. So here's the thing: How can he be overrated when he's literally the only coach that ever got Kawhi Leonard to play basketball for an entire season? No idea. Literally, I, no idea. Look at these it. these these youngins. They don't they don't fucking know. Overrated my uh-huh. is Phil Jackson overrated because he didn't win a championship <laughs> between 1998 and 2009. Well, yeah, he's yes, trash. As a coach, hell no. But he went 10 years without winning a championship. I know. I oh, know he didn't. He won all those ones to the Lakers, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Fuck. Yep. Yeah, he was he he was the coach for those Kobe. Also, yeah, years. but also Pop can't draft for them, so like, right? There's that. So, but Pop's gonna get the yep. most out of his players if he wants to or not. They should have kept uh, Dejounte Murray. They should have kept him. They should have, but they they tanked for Wemby. That's what this whole thing was. I know, and I it know. worked out perfectly. It worked out, but they got him. Um, but yeah, that's really all for Wemby too, because that was just a whole blown up situation yep. that went down as fast as it blew up. Um, the only really other NBA big thing is Damian Lillard, which. We haven't really had the chance to talk about it because we knew he was going to be like he was going to be traded. Out there, we yeah. knew this, but it also came out that the three biggest teams that are in play for him: the Miami Heat, which we'll get into in a minute, the Los Angeles Clippers, and the Philadelphia 76ers are in. They're trying hard to get Dame because I would love that. Yeah, you would love that. I would. The entire city of Philadelphia would love that, but Dame wouldn't. His agent no. came out the other day and was like, listen, if you're trading for him, if you're not the Miami Heat, don't bother. You're getting an unhappy player. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is crazy. That got leaked. That sounds... That's very unethical, too. It's very undame. Yeah, no, it's a terrible thing for the agent to do. It's stupid. Uh-huh. I, I hope it's not true, but there's been nothing refuting in the it last few days. It just doesn't sound like Damian Lillard. No, but I mean... If he's so, if he was so loyal to, to Portland for so long, yeah. why would you fuck off to Miami? Listen, some guys get to pick where they go, and that's just how that goes. This isn't one of those situations. No, this Portland's, isn't. Portland's not in line to do that. No, but. Portland's going to get what they want yep. because Dame doesn't want to stay. Yep. But they should have done this like two or three years ago. Yep. They waited too long, and now he's going to be pissed off that they waited too long. I don't know. It, yeah, yeah, it's it's a weird situation. Um, the whole trading McCollum thing kind of did yes. it in. It, they just kind of and they got they went younger and got rid of all it, I, I don't really understand what they were doing but they had some fun teams they I also understand that they can't pay two guys at once no that's just not how Portland works you yeah. have to keep getting younger getting younger hopefully you develop a window and if you don't oh well that's right. just kind of how it works yep and the smaller markets in the NBA but I'm hoping Dame becomes a 76er and I hope we somehow keep Tyrese Maxey if that's the case. I saw a crazy trade where they went all in for um, I I don't remember who's off the top of my head, so I'm not going to filibuster. But I did not want it. It might have been Dame. I think it was Dame, but Harden went somewhere else to like a third. There was a third team involved, but it was like the Blazers got like it was Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, DeAnthony Mellon, and two first-round picks for Damian Lillard. And Gross. If, if that's the cost, no I way. don't want him. I don't want it. Right, I if don't that's that. the cost, because it was, a, it was a money-making thing, and then I think they might have gotten like an, another player in it. That, he'll just be going from Portland to Portland in that case. You, you know, know? The, I saw that. The 76ers no, have their window, right? They have Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. They have some good role players. They brought back B-Ball Paul. Yeah. They matched the Jazz. Oh, offer. thank God. Yeah, we were talking about that. That's That makes me so happy so, inside. Paul Reed is back. Thank you, Jesus. He's been developing really nicely. They added Pat Bev. They added Pat Bev. 
And he could be a nice one-two punch with... He's a solid bench guy. Right. He's an attitude guy, too, really. Right. If the 76ers can trade James Harden and then trade those assets for Dane, that would be the best-case scenario, I think. I don't know if they could get him straight up for Dame. No, no, no. No, like whatever they get for oh, right. James Harden, yeah, yeah, yeah. just flip that around. That might be like the, yeah. the three-team trade. Like they send James Harden for somewhere. Then they get yes. those I saw. I saw a straight-up trade with him and someone else, and it's pissing me off because I can't remember who it was. And it like it made perfect sense. They were both just like, well, they're both unhappy, and they make basically the same money, like just straight-up swap. Mm-hmm. And I can't fucking remember who it was, and it's pissing me off because it would have, it would be nice. It was also like a guard. I don't, I don't know, I don't no. know where you saw this. No, um, but this is something that we're gonna have to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Um, follow our Twitter at Up Air Podcast. We're gonna be, if something happens like that, I'm gonna be going through. If you guys don't know, it's hard. It's me. I'm, I'm the one. It that is does me, the Twitter. Nick So um, I'll be keeping an eye on that. If something happens, it might take months. Yeah, that's what that's what was released today. His agent said, like, listen, if it takes months, or the Blazers, the yeah. Blazers was like, if it takes months, it takes months. Right. So you know, be patient with this. But whenever it does happen, I will be tweeting about it on the Twitter. Um, we should also we, probably make a threads too. Threads. Threads is a thing. Yeah. Threads is a is a less toxic Twitter. I, I just learned about that. I'm so, uncultured. That's Instagram Twitter for you, Jake. It's Instagram? Yes. Oh, because it's meta. Yes. Yeah. But it's so it's meta through Facebook, through Instagram, and then Instagram is the one that developed threads. So it's all, I don't know. It's all. Yeah, so I'm, a, I'm, I'm already out. You're not like that. Nope. You're not like that? I'm not. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm built different. You're built different. So no. is Dame. I hope he's a 76 or soon. Um, but we'll keep an eye on that, like we said, and check out the Twitter if you haven't. And let us know what you think about all of that. And we'll get back to you. Right but on. to finish out this episode, episode, Jake, real quick, you're really interested for some reason in this. What, Chief Saholic? Uh-huh. Yeah, Nick. Go ahead. Okay, do you know anything about what happened? No. So essentially, Chief Saholic is like the Chiefs super fan. Mm-hmm. Every NFL fan, every NFL stadium, uh, team has these super fans. You know, he dresses up in a wolf mask, and he goes Chiefs game to Chiefs game. He goes around the country every single game. While he was doing this, he was robbing banks across the country. And he that's how he's paying for all these season tickets and getting all these things. And he's been doing it for years. He was on the FBI's 10 most wanted list. He's a very famous fan. It's like if Fireman Ed or or Pinto Ron is all of a sudden driving to, when he, when he drives out to Los Angeles for a so, game, is robbing banks on the way. How come? So, in the wolf mask so, that he wears to the games. That's so dumb. That's so stupid. I was so confused when you were talking about this because it's like, okay, like sure, maybe his, maybe he's wearing a different costume or something. But if he's going to these Chiefs games in a full costume where you can't see his face, that's fine. But I don't know. It, this whole this whole thing is just so stupid to me. I mean, it, it is pretty dumb, but he got on FBI ten most wanted list because he's going state to state. He's only Xavier one, he's Michael. Babu Dar, 28, was arrested in December 2022 in connection with a bank robbery in Oklahoma where he allegedly stole $150,250. That's just one. That's just one. Yeah. Right? Yep. And then I guess he was found guilty. According to an affidavit filed in support of a new federal criminal complaint, Babu Dar traveled through the Midwest to rob banks and credit unions between March 2nd, 2022 and April 12th, 2022. He goes into court on Monday. Yeah. Or this was this afternoon. Uh, Clive, Iowa, March 2nd, $68,000. Suspicious transactions. Hold on. Uh, then he deposited thirty k into Kansas City Credit Union, forty k into a different one, sixty eight into another one, sixty five into a casino. Uh, Omaha, Nebraska, April 28th, $163,000. Casino visits. Spent half a million dollars twice. One million dollars to the casino, Des Moines, Iowa, three hundred three thousand dollars stolen, July thirteenth, twenty twenty two. He robbed several banks, kept going to casinos, making more money, and like this is how he fought. November seventeenth, Tennessee, one hundred twenty five thousand dollars. He right. stole million a million dollars over the course of twenty twenty two. That's crazy. And then was just going to Chiefs games. That is nuts. <laughs> in, like in the middle of this. Yeah, I man. How did this skip my radar? I don't know. All of this. I he knew. attempted a robbery in Minnesota, but he didn't actually steal anything. The only time I ever knew about Chiefsaholic was when he was in the Los Angeles Chargers schedule release video. Oh, yeah. That, see, that's the other thing. 
But that's why he's in there. Um, the other part is I lied. He did not wear his Chiefs mask while robbing. He had a different mask on. Okay. Um, like a ski mask and normal bank robbing stuff. But, yeah, I mean, he's been doing it for... I mean, this one, yeah, it, it's uh, it's insane. So he stole... And he went back to the same bank in Iowa, stole more money. Shout out to you, Chiefsaholic. Yeah, here's the Oklahoma one. Enjoy your time in prison. The Chiefs will probably still be fine just without you. So, I mean, that's six, seven bank robberies in a, in a nine-month span oh, in 2022. what people do for their team. Would you rob a bank if the Jets were to win a Super Bowl? No. Smart. Smart answer. The feds are listening. I, I don't fuck with the ops, Nick. No! <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, y'all. I think that's all we have for today. We spent a lot of time on the MLB, which I'm glad, because we haven't had the chance to talk about it too much. Oh, we will. We'll get to it as we, we go. absolutely will. Um, oh, shout out Paul Skeens, by the way. Shout out Paul Skeens. Shout out LSU. Dylan Cruz. They're, they're top two players going back-to-back in the draft. Um, that's something more we can talk about next week, too, because that's still kind of going on. Also love Wyatt Langford. MLB draft is just so untalkable, I think. Well, the, I like that they Outside started, of the top ten. And they started doing it live the first round, which is awesome. Which is nice. During All-Star Weekend. More exposure. It's perfect timing. Also, if you play the show, uh, they have all first-round picks have cards in the show now. Let's go. The top ten or top five or 99. And then, like, there's a couple that are 98. And then there's a bunch of 97s. Anyway. Yep. That's um, all. That's what Jake's probably going to go do when we're done here. Yep. Got Dylan Colander. Nice. Colander. Ninth overall pick. Put that pasta in the Tennessee and a colander. He's going to the Rockies, so he'll be great, obviously. Pitchers going to Colorado always work out. Pitchers drafted high by the Rockies just always pan out. Shout out Ubaldo Jimenez. Yes. Even though he wasn't drafted. Well, either way. Yeah. Shout out you, Colorado Rockies. Shout out you, John Gray. Shout out you, Colorado. Anyway, this was episode 19. We'll be back next week talking more MLB, some NBA things, maybe some Dame info, depending on what happens. Um, we'll also probably t- try to talk about uh, a home run derby, but also the Women's World Cup. That's a thing that's happening. Is that what's happening right now? Uh-huh. It's the right. last we, one we, for we, Megan Rapino. We do care about that. We do. For so sure. As that goes on America. next week, we're going to talk about it as the women try to you know assert their dominance again. Fuck you, Canada. Yeah, fuck you, Canada. Well, that was the men's team last night. Oh, that was that was the women's. Team. I don't give a fuck. Blame fuck Canada. Canada. Anyway. This was episode 19. We'll see you all next week. I am Jake. I am Nick. (laughs) (laughs) See you later. Bye-bye. Hasta la pasta. Yeah, there you go. Is that how you say it? Hasta la pasta. All right, bye, y'all.